feel like I'm becoming more selfish, but it's coming from a place of love. Like if I don't have my needs met, like if I need this, and I don't say that I need this and I stick to it, I'm gonna have some type of resentment. So there's a correlation between selfishness and, and happiness. And selfishness is not even the right, it's self-care. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the selfie show, you guys, where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of the selfie show. I'm a Nikki nurse blogger, grad school student and podcaster. And sitting across from me is my beautiful co-host. Emphasis on beautiful. I'm just <laughs> so beautiful. I'm still riding that like birthday wave high <laughs> of self-confidence. I am Sam. I am a flight nurse, nursing professor, power lifter, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And as always, today we are talking off the clock about mental health. It's a big yeah, one for us. This is a big one. We both are pretty strong advocates for mental health, talking about mental health. So this is an exciting topic that we're really excited to get into. Yeah, we wanted to bring on an expert for you guys, someone who has worked in the field. Um, and this, we couldn't f- honestly think of a better guest to bring on than this one today. But before we get into it, we want to give you guys a couple updates. So uh, vaccine update, where are we at? All right, vaccine number two. So we both got it. I got mine on January 6th. So I am two days out now, about a little over 48 hours, feeling good. I had arm soreness that night, but not the next day. Like it's already completely gone. Today, I had a little bit of a headache and sniffles, but I don't know if that's because I'm hungover because <laughs> my birthday was yesterday and I had some white claw last night, obviously. obviously. What flavor? Mango. Oh, obviously. Always mango. Duh. Like, love a mango. So I'm like, I woke up today with a headache and I'm like, I got it her. Don't worry, you guys. I got her a, a full. She did. I got you a full variety pack for my birthday. I should have just got you just mango. It's okay. I love some variety <laughs> too. So we decided to keep that here at Tori's house, though. Yeah. So that I always have white claw for me when we record. That way we keep it nice and spicy here. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so I woke up and I'm like, Let's play a game. Is this called hangover or vaccine? <laughs> so I don't know. I have a little bit of headache today and I'm like tired, but I, I don't know if that's hangover or vaccine related, but either way, yeah. I don't have a ton of huge side effects. I do have some coworkers though that have said they've had like a low grade fever, body aches, yeah. fatigue, and have felt pretty yucky. And I'm like, well, congratulations, your body's building antibodies. That's good. I don't like the term side effects. So I don't feel like they're having side effects. It feels like their body's building antibodies. Like a fussy infant, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> for me though, I'm, I'm good. I'm, um, thick thighs and immunized. Yes, queen. Uh, okay. So I got my second vaccine yesterday. So I'm about 24 hours out from the second one. Okay. And this is kind of funny because everyone says that the second vaccine is worse. I feel like my reaction to the first one was, was more reaction, whatever it is, was worse. Um, I, the only thing I think I feel today is just like tired, like fatigued. I did not spike a fever. Are you always tired though? Cause I am. I know we're always <laughs> like, great tired. So like, what's the difference? I don't know. Um, I think that's just a little, I'm a little extra tired today, but I, you know what? I overall, the second one to me is far less. It was far less than the first, that's which is kind of weird. How relieved did you feel walking out, getting your second dose? Oh my God. I am. Yes. It's like like, I could walk bare naked out in public and be like, yes. I was like, cough on me. I dare you. I'm just kidding. Now you can make out with someone at a bar and feel like, all right, I got this. I can fight the immunity. I saw the best 
tweet today on Instagram. It was like, I can't believe that we used to just go to bowling alleys, stick our fingers inside a bowl, and then go shove nachos in our face after just not yeah, a care just in like the world. Not. not a care in the world. <laughs> raw dog it. Yeah, just raw dog a bowling out like a bowling ball, and then eat some nachos and lick your fingers. What a time to be alive. What a time. Speaking of which, um, I love the amount of DMs that I've gotten from all of you guys regarding um, a McDonald's moment. Like, yeah, where's your McDonald's sponsorship? Because you blew up that two cheeseburger meal. For sure. Like the, I mean, for sure their stock went up. For sure. But it's so funny to me how many DMs I've gotten, like pictures of people, like selfies, literally sitting in the parking lot eating. I'm like, I love you guys. Also, side note. But someone on night shift reached out to me. This is kind of funny. And she's like, yeah, I don't know why they don't serve the actual meals in the morning. Thank you. Yes. As a fellow night shifter who did it for nine years, I don't want breakfast. I want Absolutely. chicken nuggies. Yes. I wanted, I want a, a burger in the morning. Like yes. a cheeseburger. Give me yes. fries and chicken nuggies at 8 a.m. I don't okay. want this like McGriddle. <laughs> Goodbye. Right. That so, always okay. bothered me. This was my, th- this was my solution to her. And I told her, I was like, well, okay, since that's the case, I used to go to honestly Taco Bell in the morning. And cause you can get straight up your tacos, your bean and cheese burritos in the morning, just in Nachos. case you need a little Taco yes. Bell cheese. Nacho cheese is life. So a few years ago, they were talking about like some people got botulism from some gas station nacho cheese. And I was like, that's a risk I am willing to take at any time. <laughs> Because nacho cheese is a delicacy it's in so my good. world. Yeah. So um, hot tip for you guys this week. Get your uh, Taco Bell, you night shifters. That's that's where it's at in the morning when you get off. It's great. Um, okay. What's your single um, girl tip of the week? I honestly am so excited about my single girl tip this week because I am feeling myself. Yes, you have been. So I have been on this like independent birthday girl shit, like heavy. Like I did the photo shoot for my birthday. And can see those pictures on my Instagram. Fabulous. Feeling myself. Yes, 35 please. and thriving. So for my birthday, I was actually supposed to go with three friends and we were going to do the Southern California challenge, which was driving out to Joshua Tree, the desert, in the morning to watch the sunrise in the desert. And from there, driving up to the mountains in Southern California and seeing the snow. There's snow in the mountains right now. And then driving from the mountains back down to the beach to watch the sunset at the beach. Saw it on TikTok. I was like, love this. What a great way to do like a socially distanced birthday since I can't really have a full birthday party this year or anything like that. Just take a few. And close- FYI for everyone listening, Sam goes all out for her birthdays. I love like, birthdays. We have done. Okay, let's talk the about birthdays, birthday parties. Let's talk about your birthdays really quick. Um, Your 30th. Was it your 30th? I had the boss We're, ass bitch ball. It was so much fun. You guys. It was like a wedding up. reception. It was so great. Like literally you had like 120 people. Oh, at least. Yeah. And we dressed up in like literally ball gowns. You had to wear formal. Yeah. It said black tie bitches on the wedding invitation. You had to wear full length dresses. Like you couldn't wear a cocktail dress. If you were a girl, you needed a full length dress. Mm -hmm. Guys, I was like, you have to wear suits or tuxes or whatever. Yeah. And then your, was it your 33rd where we went bar hopping and we all dressed up? Yes. As superheroes. Yes. I was the pink power ranger. Tori and Jacob were Batman and Robin. Robin. We went bar hopping in January. People are like, it is not Halloween. Why are there 25 superheroes at this bar in January? And the pink ranger was popping. Yeah. And then last year I did winter formal. So again, I like, I just love dressing up. I wore that like red sequin gown with Converse and I went bar hopping and people are like, where'd you guys just come from? I'm like, nowhere. This is literally, <laughs> this and they're is like, well, why are you dressed up? I'm like, cause it's my birthday, obviously. Yeah, here we go. So it was a little hard this year to not be super extra, but at least I did the photo shoot. And then I was like, okay, well that's a fun little road trip. 
as a very like socially distanced birthday celebration this year. I'm still doing something, but I'm not being around a ton of people or having like an indoor party or anything like that. And then for good reason, all three of my friends had to cancel on me. And so I was sitting there the night before and I'm like, so what am I going to do on my birthday? Um, and originally I was working. Yeah. I didn't know this, but I was working. And then, so I I was like, I could sit at home alone all day and just like scroll aimlessly through my phone, watch TV. Like that's what I did on New Year's Eve. Honestly, New Year's Eve, I just chilled with my dogs at home and I just chillaxed the whole day. But I had it in my mind that I was going to do this road trip adventure. And I was like, why not do it by myself? I think I'm so used to always being dependent on other people making my birthday for me because I always had a significant other. I was in a seven-year relationship. And then the last couple of years, I've had some pretty like outlandish parties with friends and things like that. And I'm like, I'm not, why stop myself from doing something even if it's going to be alone? And I was never the type before. You could never get me to maybe go out to eat by myself, go to a movie by myself. Sure as hell not going to take a road trip by myself. I did 325 miles yesterday with my dogs. So (laughs) So I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, packed up my dogs, like their little dog beds and everything, threw them in the car drove in the pitch black dark all the way out to Joshua Tree in the desert by myself. I brought pepper spray in case I got like mace or like (laughs) kidnapped by some hills have eye people because that scares me a little bit in the desert. But I brought my pepper spray and I drove 325 miles by myself, just my dogs and I saw the sunrise, saw the snow, saw the sunset at the beach. And that was such a honestly freeing moment for myself to be like, I don't need to be in a relationship to have a celebration, to do the things I want to do. Like, don't let being single stop you from an adventure or from getting out and doing things. You don't need someone else. And I think it's taken me till 35 to be able to feel like independent enough to just go do you, boo. I mean, bring your pepper spray, but go do you. (laughs) And so that was like pretty empowering to actually go by myself. It would have been cool to have friends there, but I'm almost glad they flaked. Yeah. I love them. I I love you guys, but I'm glad you kind of flaked because it empowered me to just do it myself. Also to feel like, I don't know, recenter and like, yeah, such a cool time. Such a, I don't it was know. like definitely a lot of time, 325 miles on the road. Yeah. In one day is like a lot of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mine's kind of along the same lines as of yours. Um, so actually this weekend, Jacob is, um, off going to, on a boy trip oh, where's to the he mountains. Going? He, they're going to the mountains. Oh. So they're doing some love boy that. stuff and I, I don't know he's going with just two friends, but anyway, long story short, it's funny because like I'm here, you know, solo. And so kind of along that line, I don't know. It's funny because I low key love it when Jacob goes away and does it. I'm okay. Like, even when I was in a relationship, one uh, time my ex went to a bachelor party yeah, and I was working that weekend and I was so mad. I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to waste the yes. weekend that you're going away and I <laughs> don't even get to enjoy it home alone to myself. So I called in sick to work <laughs> just so that I could enjoy the house and TV and everything to myself. I was I like, know. I'll be damned if I don't get the house to myself all weekend. Totally. Like, it's yeah. great. Like, I love it because to be honest, I feel like I, I actually took a little, I, I took a little hiatus from social media. I actually took about seven days off, um, minus the launch of the scrub top which I was really excited about Yay. that launch. And Did that sell out on Amazon? It sold out on Amazon, is- but is it actually is now, I have been talking to Barco, it's actually available on all Heart Scrubs, Scrubs and Beyond, and one other outlet. I'll, I'll link it for you guys and I'll share it you on Instagram. You are queen for that. So let me just give Tori the props that she's not going to give herself right now. 
What a queen to actually have her own scrub top through Barco. That is a major moment that I'm just going to like hype you up on. Thank you. So yeah. put, we're putting Super the link cool. in show notes. Check it because yeah. it is Thanks, the cutest guys. top also. Super so, fun. Congrats to you, boo. Thank you. I have some lo- very big long-term plans along those lines, but um, but it's interesting because so I took some time off of social media. Um, I really feel like I wanted to kind of detune, like cleanse my mind um, and also like do sort of like think ahead and sort of plan myself. So I have like different categories that I really wanted to focus on. I want to focus on work. I wanted to focus on my social, my social media, um, my home life, my blog. So I really took some time. I ordered myself a new calendar and I really just get to kind of like sit down plan, be very intentional about what I want from this year. And for me, I really have to shut off away from social media to do that. And I think actually it was kind of helpful that Jacob wasn't here either because I can just kind of like sit down, really, you know, plan, be, be intentional with what I'm doing. And so it's kind of nice to have those moments. And I, you know, basically to kind of take advantage of moments where you can kind of be in your own like solitude or just kind of, you know, get back to your mindfulness. Um, you know, for me, kind of clearing my head, getting off social media really helps. And, you know, I have some very strategic things that I want to do. And so I really encourage all of you also to do that and to kind of set your intentions for the year. What did you learn from last year? Move forward. And um, so, yeah, that was kind of like a fun thing for me to be able to do. Um, like, Bye, honey. Bye. Have fun. have fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. So, yeah, I just kind of like take advantage and like have moments where you can have your mindfulness and like recenter yourself and um, really plan ahead, especially now that we're in January, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Um, okay. So question of the week from our listeners. I love this one. <laughs> I do too. Can you be my mom? <laughs> I am so flattered by this question, by the way. That I'm is so like, flattered. Yes. A compliment. And yes, I will be your mom. We love you guys. Okay. So that actually, that question was posed to one of my favorite, um, podcasts over at, um, girls got to eat. And they got the same question. And I'm like, oh my God, I love that you guys, we love you guys so much. Yes. We would love to be your moms. As long as you know, I am now officially advanced maternal age (laughs) as a 35 year old. So if you're okay with that. Girl, I'll be there soon too. Don't worry. If you're okay with that, I would love to be your mom. And I'm not like other moms. I'm like a cool mom. You are. a cool mom. So like, yeah. I love that. We love that one. And then we have one other question. We actually do. We have a good, we have a good one. This, this is, is a, a really good one. Good and I actually feel like it really goes with what we're talking about today too with yeah. mental health. So how do you deal with workplace bullying and difficult healthcare workers? In- yeah. 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 This is a really good one. So Sam and I were kind of talking about this, you know, as an intro. So for whatever reason in the medical field, like as a whole, there's a lot of that. So nurses eat their young. That's is a big a thing. Common um, phrase that you hear going into the world. I would also say that applies to doctors, RTs. Um, I, I think that this is a big thing that it does. It is prevalent, and I think it's there's truth to it, and there's also not. Yeah, I have seen bullying for sure, absolutely in healthcare. I've also seen a lot of people mistake things for bullying that aren't. And I think intention behind what you're doing really matters. So I think if someone is like an experienced nurse and they come in and they're pretty hard on you, my preceptors, when I started nine years ago, oh my gosh, they were tough on me. They 
sometimes would just shut me down with a look. My preceptor was like policy queen. So she was a policy queen. So if I would ask a question and I didn't look up the policy before, she would just stare at me and I would be like, um, well, okay, just kidding. Pretend I didn't ask that. Like, let me go look it up and I'll just, okay, this conversation didn't happen and I'd run off. Um, she would look at me and be like, wait, what? Did you seriously just ask that? She would shut me down and she did not play games. And I think even now that type of person would be mistaken as being like too mean or bullying. And it's not, it's just, Hey, I have high expectations and I want you to be better. And even myself as a clinical instructor and as someone who's precepted, I have really high expectations for my students. When I would go around and I would grill them when they would be in clinicals and be like, expect them to know certain things. And if they didn't, I'd be like, why don't you know that? I remember one time I asked someone where their NG tube was and they said in the face. And I was like, Whoa. here we go. Here we go. Buckle yeah. up. And I'm like, cause I'm, what I'm looking for is, is it in the right or left nair? What size NG tube is it? And where is it taped at? So did you even verify placement? And so they didn't know those questions. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me that you fed this baby and you have no idea where the NG tube is. You have no idea where it's taped at, if it's in proper position or not. And you fed them through that. That's unacceptable to me. That's not me bullying. That's me having high expectations and standards for you that you should have for yourself. Um, I've also been called a bully back when I used to work in the NICU. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that I was a bully. I feel that I had tough expectations mm -hmm. for wanting people to learn. We're taking care of babies, well, people's you always, children. You always also spoke up strongly. I'm when a loud you felt person. Like I have a strong important. personality. Yeah, you are. But, uh, that's, but the intention wasn't there. Right. But I think I've definitely, if you're talking crap on people, you're making fun of people, you're doing, engaging in that type of behavior, that is toxic and that is bullying. And I think that that does happen also. Like we shouldn't make fun of people for learning or not knowing something. We don't want people to ever feel uncomfortable asking questions and those things shouldn't be tolerated. Right. I mean, the, the, the core of that, and I think Sam and I have talked about this is what was the intention of whatever that situation was, right? Like the intention of it. So are they, is this person really trying to be genuinely like helpful, but firm and you just didn't, uh, you didn't like the way it was given, the information was given or the statement was given, or is this person really doing this to, to make you feel uncomfortable, to threaten you, to make you feel less, make than. you feel less than to speak behind, you know, and th there is that as well. Um, you know, for example, like someone being a little hard on you in report, giving the report versus mocking and bullying you that there's a difference. There's a big difference. And I do think in the medical field, to be honest, you kind of have to have tough skin regardless. And I want to say that as a statement, I, I know I've talked about that on here a couple of times prior, but I really feel like, you know, when you have literally lives in your hands, there should be high expectations. You should want to step up and be like, you know what? I learned from this. Um, you know, it made me better as a nurse. I also like Sam, I've had situations where I have had nurses come at me and, you know, really question and grill me. And you know what? It made me better. It made me a better nurse. It made me a better provider. I didn't make, you know, some mistakes I've made and someone called me out on it. Guess what? I never made that mistake again. So in some ways, you know, and that could have been seen as bullying, but honestly, I've never, I think you can just really, with certain things you can move forward. Now, is there true bullying? Yes. 
There and absolutely there are is. And units and stuff too. Certain units, the culture, and, and let me tell you guys, if the culture is bad and you just don't like it, you need to move on and you need to, to move out of that situation because it's probably not healthy for you. You need to find a work environment where you do feel supported and you do feel like a family. Yes. I'm yeah, a big really advocate important. for that. Like you should look forward to going into work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I never want to work because I want to just like live this fabulous, like, I feel like I'm meant to be a trust fund kid and I'm not. And I was just cheated out of this life that I deserve that or I like, don't have. have someone that just died that gives you a million dollars, you know? Yeah. That well, I'm actually going to win the Powerball tomorrow. Did you know that? It's 490 million and I'm going to win it tomorrow. Freaking A, can you please? Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah. in the meantime... Um, I'm not a bajillionaire, so I have to go to work, but so yeah, if I didn't have to work, would I obviously not, I would be traveling and just like living this life that I dream of that I don't actually live. But in the meantime, I do have to go to work and I like my job. So even if I'm tired and I'm like, ugh, I don't feel like working cause it's work. I'm like, well, so-and-so's on and I'm excited to see my people and I love what I do. So I'm never actually like dread going to work and that's a good feeling. And so I want that for you. So if you are in like a truly bullying or toxic environment, get out, leave, get out. Maybe yeah. it's not like I get that sometimes you might live somewhere where there's not a bunch of different hospitals. Like we have 900 hospitals in Southern California, but maybe it's even just move departments within yeah, your unit. Try something new. Yeah. yeah try something of, new. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, we love that question. And you guys, every week we're, we're posting questions on the selfie show. Keep and them Sam coming. And I, yeah. Just keep them coming. We have, uh, we've gotten some really good ones. And they don't guys. have to be always healthcare related. If you just want to get nosy into our lives or our preferences about other things, just get nosy. Yes, please. Yes. All right. Fabulous. Well, let's get into it today because we have a Dr. Kojo Sarfo. He has his DNP. He's big TikTok mental health advocate. And he's so knowledgeable because he is a DNP that he posts fire content. And that's how we actually first found him was on TikTok and all of his great posts about like mental health. And we looked at each other and said, we need him on this podcast. 100%. So today you guys were getting into it with Dr. Kojo Sarfo. He is a board certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, nurse practitioner, entrepreneur, author, clinical instructor, and social media curator. We're going to get micro today on all things mental health, you guys, ADHD, bipolar disorder, also Dr. Kojo Sarfo's journey. We get into real life nursing, you guys, burnout, moving forward into new role, taking risks, um, and really the role of a psychiatric DNP, what it is, how do you get into it? Not to mention his social media presence on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. He has a line of merch. He has a he is working on a podcast. He has a book called You Already Won. It's a journey through education, nursing, nursing and mental health awareness that is available on Amazon. Actually, so Tori and I read the book. He gave us both a copy. Love it. And one of the best takeaways that I found from the book was, I'm just going to quote it. I let the anxiety of a new adventure prevent me from stepping out into the unknown. I decided I would make a conscious effort to run towards big ideas that scare me and never look back. Love that. Yeah. And I feel like Tori and I are both applying that to ourselves this year because even starting this podcast was a huge, scary venture for Tori. Her inviting me on to come as co-host was scary. And after I said yes, I was like, shit, I should back out. 
And I was like, I can't back out. I'm like, I already committed. We've already shot the cover. Like we've changed things. Like it's go time. And I think just not being afraid and going for the things we truly want is so empowering. So I loved that message from the book. Yeah, really good. And you guys, just as a general, he's just really a shaker and a mover here in the social media space. We have been really fortunate to, we were fortunate to sit down with him for this episode. So without further ado, you guys, let's dive into the show. So I want to know this right off the bat. What was the TikTok video that made you go viral? My first viral video was actually, it's funny, it's a video that I did with my ex-girlfriend. It's actually not um, mental health related at all. It was more like a a joke. I had something to do with um, me working hard at the office and then it should have like maybe a million, almost two million views now. Oh, hey. Yeah. And, And then at that point, I realized that you have to make people laugh as well. Yeah. In order, you know, you can educate people. Humor is a big laugh. thing on TikTok. Right. Like that's the thing on TikTok. It's just like you got to keep people laughing. So that was surprising to me. But yeah, that was the first viral, you know, making me feel like I was a superstar or something. Ooh. And then were you like, okay, hmm, I got this. I could do this. Like I could yeah. be mm-hmm. like TikTok. And, 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 and even she was like intrigued by it, you know, and then she kept checking. And like I was at work and, you know, it was like 300,000. I got home, it was like 500,000. You're like, um, what is going on yeah, right now? Yeah, phone just kept going you know, off. And then I think yeah. I had like maybe 5,000 followers in one day. Jesus. Yeah, so, uh, that's the way. That. Yeah. We're on the wrong platform. I know. At least four to five videos a day. That is crazy. Like, I, I'm not that's doing That's so enough. much content. I don't even like pee that many times a day. Well, like, okay, Sam and I were, t- we were talking about this off camera, right? Like, producing this show one hour of a week, right? It like, it's like a full-time job for us. So like to, to pump out that much content is insane. It's difficult, especially to do it along with the the trend at the time. Uh, Cause if you don't catch the trend. Yeah, you have to be hip. Right. If you don't catch the trend when it's, you know, popping, then uh, you might as well find the next one. Cause it won't convert as, as well as you like for it to convert. Yeah. Okay. Can I just say the trend that I'm obsessed with right now that I feel like you have done so well is the little singing, like mental health. Oh my God. I love yeah. that. I when love you're like those. doing your drumming. Those mean, can you, can we get a live one? Yeah. 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 We'll, we on. have to like okay. insert. Okay. We're going to insert, we'll insert right here. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do that. I heard you were struggling. Sometimes I struggle too. If you feel drained and you're living in pain, well, then I'm here for you. And if you're feeling stressed and you just don't know what to do, every time you're feeling low, just remember there is hope, happiness, little scared on you. Okay, so we are really fascinated by people's journeys. And so, so for people who don't know you, can you give a little background about your journey? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where all this started. Okay. Uh, so I like to start off, uh, well, I'm from Ghana, West Africa, originally. Uh, it's a small country, West Africa, Ghana. And uh, I was born there. And then after about a year and a half, the family moved to Norway. Uh, my mom got a social work scholarship. So we stayed there for uh, six more years. Then we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I grew up. We spent time between Nashville and Jacksonville, Florida, and then eventually we settled in, you know, the Atlanta, Georgia area. Uh, and I was there until, you know, college. And I wasn't a good high school student, goofing off a lot. And, um, you know, I failed a lot. And then that kind of put me uh, at a place of desperation. And I needed something to do. Uh, and my dad, we were riding a car one day and he was like, 
you know, you're going to graduate high school at 17. If you try nursing, you could be done at 20. You could have a great career. You could take care of yourself and the people around you. And um, I had no other option. You know, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. So uh, I gave the shot. And the first nursing school I applied to, I uh, only applied to one, you know. That's crazy. And I, I got in and I kept not failing. And then, you know, I got uh, the most outstanding student award. And, like, things just kept looking up from there. And then, you know, I was working in the ICU. Uh, in Macon, Georgia. This is 2013. Uh, and I So wanted, you started as an ICU nurse? Right. Okay. I, and I was 20. Wow, uh, you're wow. Like a right. nurse yeah. at 20. It was crazy. And, you know, I, I was, was a going psych to, major at 20. Yeah. You're doing what? I was a psychology major at 20 years old. I didn't even switch my major to nursing until I was like 21. Yeah. I mean, I got in pretty uh, early. And um, like some of the patients would ask how old you, know, you were. And I would make the mistake of telling them. And they'd be like, oh, he's a baby. He can't take care of me. I'm like, okay, the badge says RN, you know, so. Um, <laughs> well, you look, now, you look young now anyways. Oh, you have really good skin. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Age gracefully, right? Yeah. That's the goal for all of us. To, to stay uh, young looking. But um, I did used to grow my beard out back then because I was so young. I wanted to look like I was a little older. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to look younger with my Yeah, we're like trying to do the opposite. Right. The, the older you get, the younger you want to look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I worked in the ICU for uh, about a year, and I wanted to do anesthesia, you know, nurse anesthesia, because that's where, you know, guys, you know, a nurse and go, and, you know, they make the most money. Uh, but my dad convinced me to move to Augusta, Georgia, which is where the family was at the time. Uh, I took a job there at the psych hospital because they were going to help me pay off my school loans uh, and also help me, like, send me back to school. So, uh, I did that for a little bit, and um, uh, at first, you know, being in mental health, I thought it was pretty weird. Uh, I tried to get fired, actually, because um, <laughs> I, I didn't like the job. And there was another job. It was like a, one of those uh, rehab nursing jobs, uh, you know, long-term uh, gigs, and they were given like a sign-on bonus, and uh, they were paying more. So I actually started working there. So for like a week or two, I was working two full-time jobs. Once I got to the point where had to do like actual patient care again, like, you know, white people's butts and, you know, turn patients. Uh, at that point, I said, uh, I'll stick it. I was like, once you get away from that, you, there's no going back. Can't go back. And, and I, I knew it like, cause the, the first part was orientation. You're talking to people, you're laughing, you know, they bring in like cookies and donuts and it was cool. But then it got to the point where I had to go to the floor and do the work. Uh, and I told myself I couldn't do it. So that was a Wednesday. I'll never forget. I waited for Friday to come. You know, we got the, the, the bonus check. I cashed it. And then um, I turned my badge and I quit. That's crazy. And then from that point on, I stuck with psych. Wow. You know. Holy smokes. And then, of course, from there, you know, I went back to school. I uh, got my DMP. I was teaching at the same time uh, at Augusta University. Uh, so did you have your master's when you were doing that? No, it was BS and a DMP. Okay. Yeah, Those are, like, becoming program. a lot more common, which I kind of wish yeah. I did back I know. What like program did you do? The psychiatric uh, nurse practitioner track. So to, speaking to like the healthcare providers, can you dive into a little bit of like your role as a DNP? So yeah, what do you know, actually do? Uh, yeah, what is your yeah. job? Up until uh, you know Wednesday, yeah, I was working um, in an inpatient uh, state hospital. Uh, I was working on the forensic side, so I would have patients who, um, you know. These are guys, you know, and girls who've committed crimes anywhere from like a petty theft to, you know, murder, robbery, you know, um, hom homicide and attempted double, you know, like the, the whole, you know, um, the whole nine. 
Uh, and you'd have these guys, a lot of them would come from the jail. And sometimes we would, it depends on the classification. Some of them, you know, would be at the hospital to see if they can be competent to stand trial. Um, but the menu that I was on, I had patients who were not guilty by reason of insanity. You know, so because of, you know, their mental state at the time of their offense, like let's say they, you know, kill somebody or they robbed a bank, you know, they, the judge, you know, ruled that they were maybe hearing voices or they weren't, you know, in the proper, you know, frame of mind. So they're not guilty by reason of insanity. So the closest example I can give is, um, you know, uh, the guy who tried to shoot Reagan, you know, like he had delusions that he was supposed to be with Jodie Foster, the actress and things like that. Um, so he had to get mental health treatment. I think he had delusional disorder or schizophrenia. I'm not sure the actual diagnosis, but that was similar to what I was doing. You know, once I got my degree and, you know, you get into a good field and you start to work, you know, you're always looking to make more of an impact outside of, you know, what you do for a living. So uh, I got I got on TikTok out of boredom because um, I was in Virginia, not much to do. In Williamsburg, I don't know if you all know about that city. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like a small resort city. Um, you know, they have bush gardens there and a couple other things, but it's not uh like LA. It's not like Atlanta law, you know. Yeah. So um I was out there and I was born on the weekend. So I got on TikTok and eventually I started to talk about my story and That's how we found you was TikTok. Right. I was literally so drawn to your videos. The first couple of videos that I saw, I think were um Do you remember the the exact one? It, there was one on ADD or ADHD, okay. which I resonated with. That, that was a recent one. Yeah, that okay. or no, bipolar and ADHD. Okay. Those were the two. And I was like, holy smokes. Well, was like, it just, bipolar versus ADHD? I think so. Okay, I remember that one. And I feel like it just, I don't know, your videos have like resonated with me so well. I just think you have such a, a positive message and like that. your aspect of it. This, we need more of this. Right. This is and, what we need. And it's important to talk about those things because in my book, I spoke about, you know, when I was in school and this is the only part of my book that I nearly took out. Uh, when I was in school and then, you know, I was telling, like, I thought to myself, like, I feel like I have ADHD, but like, you know, growing up, you know, in the West African culture, you know, parents yeah. would take it to the doctor. So I told my mom in second grade, I'm like, I feel like I can't focus. And she's like, you know, we'll, we'll pray to God. You'll be all right. Um, <laughs> That's always the answer. You know, and, and I was all right. And in the book I talk about, yeah. I was watching a, a Braves game and uh, I'll never forget the the batter hit the ball. His name was Nick Johnson, played for the Nationals. He hit a grounder to first base, and the first baseman, Adam LaRoche, he fielded the ball, and instead of walking to the base, he just kind of froze there for a second. And I didn't know, like, what was going on, and the Braves lost the game because, like, it extended the inning, and eventually the Nationals scored, like, five more runs. Um, So people in the line were curious, like, why did he not get to first base? Because, like, he had time. Uh, and, And then it came out that he had ADD or ADHD and like he had a like a moment where he was inattentive and I remember seeing that in like the seventh grade and like once again I thought to myself I feel like I have this but you know like they have insurance my my mom wouldn't believe you know me that I would have it so it wasn't until I got to grad school that I finally got diagnosed with it and I remember at that point and I mean I had you know I had started a clothing company I had Graduated from nursing school at 20. I had a partnership with Mental Health America, the largest nonprofit in the U.S. Talks about mental health. So I had accomplished so much. So I was like, how could I have done this? And there was untreated ADHD. So Mm -hmm. it it was curious for me. And I didn't want to take the medication initially because I felt like people would use that as like, oh, that's why he's successful. So for the longest, like that kind of held me back from it. Talking about my story is helpful because some people 
Like you'll care about what people think about you, and always I'm at the point where we all do. I, you know, yeah. I care less and less each day, mm-hmm. and it's a liberating feeling. So that's that's what I try and put out on social media, so we can break the stigma and people can be more open. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. We're on meds. Great, we love meds. It, Sam and I love it. it. Just like if you like if you you know if, you if you're them, diabetic, you yeah. If you need a medium, especially even right now, right? I'm like, Jesus. If you're diabetic, you have to take your medications. Like nobody will tell. So I'm like, oh, don't take the insulin. I don't, I don't, I don't well, no one with hypothyroidism gets looked at like, oh, my God, you take Synthroid? Oh, my gosh, what's yeah. wrong with you? It's like, well, you have hypothyroidism, so you take the thyroid replacement. Yeah, yeah. And that's not a problem. But if you have depression and you take antidepressants, right. now all of a sudden, what's wrong with you? Why are you crazy? Yep. And, and I mean, you know, with Synthroid, the bike can't tell if it's synthetic or not. So, like, you take it and... No, you you get better. So if you're taking an antidepressant or you know a mood stabilizer, wherever you're taking, like, wow. why is that a the stigma? Right. Well, it's know? interesting because like, okay, my head goes to, I get it's a balance, right? Of like, we don't want to over medicate right, kids, right. right? Like, like a, a hyper child to me, right. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, kids are supposed to run around like sitting them down in a school like i just think our school systems are not really set up to be honest for like learning in the right way to be honest i just think even like nursing school for me i was and i'm very open about this like nursing school for me was torturous i hated it i'm yeah literally like i was like i my we came on here and talked my brothers opened up about his bipolar journey Mm -hmm. and i think it's interesting because i i've done a lot of insight on my own journey and I really struggled like and, I, and this is why I talk about it so openly. Right. And I think, you know, I didn't realize until later I struggle from ADHD. I struggle from, you know, I have a lot of things going on as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we need to talk about right. it. We need to be open about it. Like I'm a healthcare provider, but I still struggle right. with these things. And I don't know how I even got through them. But it, you know, it's important because like at one point, like you'll sit there and you'll feel dumb. Like, you know, yeah. you get this, the report card in second grade, it'll say smart student but stares off into space like he's in his own world and 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 for women like a lot of times with adhd they go undiagnosed because they don't fit that classic picture of like the the hyper you know boy who's like you know blurting out answers in class right you know so for anybody who like goes under the radar like they'll suffer silently and they might not know that they're suffering but i literally think that was me so sometimes off like you know sometimes off but you're you're not sure what so you just kind of like go because like nothing has like you're still doing good. Like you haven't failed out. You didn't drop out of high school. You went to college. You got a, a BSN degree or RN degree, which is one of the hard degrees to get. You know, but once you get the proper diagnosis and the proper treatment, I believe it's life changing. But it took me and I, you know, I mean, Sam, we talked about this like three and a half times to get into nursing school. Like I, people were flying by me. And right. the only thing that kept me going was my fucking grit to get through it or to like okay i gotta go back to do this class i had to go back and redo you know x y and z and i feel like it's just you know looking back on it it's just i had such a hard time sitting down like i had studying and it's not because i didn't love it it's not because i didn't love nursing it's not because i didn't want to do it it's just because i literally just had such a hard time learning in that way right exactly and that's the thing with adhd it appears as if like it's more so of like you can focus, but you can focus on the thing that you want to do. So y'all are doing this podcast. If you have ADHD, but you love podcasting, you can do this thing in the most efficient manner because you love it. So it's not difficult. You can do this and, and be a rock star. But then when it comes to like doing a care plan or like reading through, 
you know, because nobody likes to read. Even the teachers who give the homework don't like to read. But like when you have to, because we all have to do things that we don't enjoy doing. Like this is a business. So, you know, you have to balance it, you know, checkbook and have an account, all that stuff. But if you don't like numbers, you can sit there for a long time. That's why I have him at Sam. You know? <laughs> Sam's it, taking over that. Like, I'm like, I can't. You have it. to know how to ask for help, you know? I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So one asking for help. And then you made the comment about suffering silently. Right. And I think that's so much what happens. And I think we're all somewhat in the same like five year age span group. Right. And so I think the way that we were all even just grew up in this country was no one really wanted to accept, especially like in children right. or adolescents, that there's actually something wrong mm-hmm. other than whether it's you guys with like ADD or ADHD, where it's just like, oh, well, they're hyper. They just need to right. like have more discipline or things like that. Or even for me, who's suffered like depression my whole life, when I was an adolescent, it was more like, oh, well, she's just overdramatic. Right. And right. I just got blown off as being like, oh, the dramatic, like middle child. And it's like, no, something's like actually wrong with me. Yeah, you right. can have a little bit of that. I'm dramatic. Too. <laughs> AF, but it's different. Yeah. And then yeah. even the suffering silently, like I think because I'm such a extrovert and I'm so outgoing that so many people just assume like, well, you can't be depressed. Like you're always so fun to be around. Right. And it's like, that doesn't mean that it didn't take me until four o'clock PM to get out of bed today and get myself right. together enough to be the fun person to be around. But people like suffer silently because yeah. they're just going on what it appears. And then they make those assumptions. You know, like somebody who's like functional, you know? Yeah. Can we like talk about yeah. that? Cause I think, um, but it's there's tough, so much. If like, you're functional, then it's like, yeah, people assume that you can, do because you're doing yeah right i don't think so tell people what is functional depression because i don't think people even realize that i think people even in my own family yeah are like totally same when i tell people i'm like on antidepressants people are like so shocked because i am so outgoing i'm so personable i have two jobs i never knew i have a master's I loved degree you, but i was like i had no idea yeah so it is it's difficult it, when you're highly functional because people aren't worried about you that's my right. opinion like no disrespect, but nobody. People are worried about the person who's like hasn't left the room in a week, and uh, the person who's like you know obviously cutting themselves, and like oh we have to help that person out. That person's struggling, so like the person who's like the squeaky wheel gets the right. Grace, like, right. If you're doing okay, it's almost like oh you're good, you know. But at the same time, like if you could be doing better, you should. I believe you should explore that option because if you can be like a quote. higher, if you could be doing better, you should right. explore that yeah. option. You know, because yes. everyone has like a different baseline, so you can't judge somebody based off of somebody else. Because you know that person's struggling, but like you're all, you're also having your own, you know, struggle relatively. Like it's to you, it's a struggle. You know, I think people only see depression as okay. They lay in their room all day right. in the dark. Right. They don't shower. The room is piled up with mm. stuff. They don't want to go out and do anything. They don't talk to people. And that's like how depression is stereotyped. Right. right. But I mean, Robert Williams, you know, yeah. uh, uh, the other the guy who comedians. was uh, um, Bourdain, Anthony uh, Bourdain, yeah. you know, so like yeah. depression is one of those things that is hard to talk about, but like you just have to, make it okay to, you know, to talk about it. And I believe that, you know, therapy could be helpful, you know, because. Oh, yeah, we're big. We're big Everyone needs, therapy. You know? Everyone needs a therapist. You need a therapist. You need a therapist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Everybody should yeah. be going to therapy because you could always be. At your very best, you should be going to therapy to stay there. Right. And one thing I've admired about women is y'all have a, a outlet where you all can talk to each other. But for guys. Yeah. Like, maybe just like the past year or two, like, we just started opening up to each other. Like, 
You know, like I have guys who say, oh, you know, like I broke up with my girl or I lost my job. You know, things are embarrassing, but like they'll reach out. But for the longest, you wouldn't talk about that. For example, if you lose your job, like we put guys so much are taught of our, to like man up. Like, like the things that we're ashamed of as, as men, it's quite silly. Like I remember being with the guys at the hospital and I'm with the guys and these are guys who I look up to, you know, they're running businesses and all kinds of things like that. And, you know, we're talking about how much money we made. And they're like, oh, I run my business. And, like, I remember, like, I got my W-2s. I made 93000 that year. But I was ashamed that I didn't hit the six-figure benchmark. So, like, I was afraid to tell them that, you know. So, like, all these small things that is trivial, but, like, you, you put your identity into it, you know. So, like, you have so much pride and ego. You can't ask for help. You can't, you know. And families who want to be perfect, don't ever admit that their kid is struggling from ADHD, oh, depression, mm-hmm. or, you know, suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. because it's going to make it's the like family shameful. look right. right. You know, so if you have the ego and it's to a point where it's, you know, maladaptive, it can be more harmful. I think it's more harmful than, I don't think it's helpful well, at all. It's, it's also like, I mean, we were just today, Sam and I, um, my family were going through another issue with my cousin. And it's funny because um, it's like, parents often I think have that coping mechanism where it's like you want to keep it so perfect and you want to keep a bow on it and you just want to make it you want to make it better and it's funny because I actually catch myself in this situation kind of saying like you need to take actually take a step back right and allow a professional to come in Mm -hmm. and that was kind of a big thing I mean at least in our family situation with my brother like he was you know car accident he had three DUIs he had been in jail. He had been uh, ruined uh, one wonderful relationship and all of the family relationships. He had he's it was just it was going down this path. And it was right. I think finally when we were like, we can't handle this anymore. We had to give it up. And it miraculous. I mean, we feel very lucky that, you know, my brother's now sober and he's turned his life around awesome. and like, you know, it's great. But you know, I feel for those families that go through that. And it's, it is, it's so hard to let go and yeah. allow someone to come in and like. I think it's so much in our like nature and society and culture that we built up to handle things within the family. Yeah. Yes. Handle things yourself. Yeah. Keep it in the family. Don't air your dirty laundry. Don't put your business mm-hmm. out there. We'll handle this at home. Right. And it's like, none of you know what the fuck you're doing or talking about. Like let there's professionals that go to school to help you and accept that help, allow that help. And I think that's finally kind of changing, but I think that's why mental health has become so stigmatized in this country too, because it's always like a, don't air your dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. We'll handle it within ourselves. With all this mental health talk, therapy, therapy. So we are actually partnered with better help and you use it. I use it because I am a big advocate for if you don't have a therapist, get one. Yeah. So what is BetterHelp, you guys? It is the largest online counseling platform worldwide. Uh, anytime, anywhere, through a computer, a tablet, a smartphone, doesn't matter. It's super easy to do. You hop on there, you take a quick little quiz, and it tailors to what type of services you need. They have clinical social workers, psychologists, LMFTs, and they are all there to help you. So yeah. 
Yeah, you guys, you can exchange messages. You can chat live with them. Video you can conference. Speak on the phone, video conference. And if you don't jive well with your therapist, you can change your therapist at any time. So again, you guys head over to betterhelp.com forward slash selfie for 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash selfie, betterhelp.com forward slash selfie. All right, you guys, let's get back into the show. And the the caregiver strain that the family feels oh God, like yeah. you're you're gonna get to a point where you build resentment for the person that you love because you're like, oh because of what's happening in your life I miss this I miss this part of my life um, and it's sometimes like the harder you try the, the worse or you it miss the person that you thought right you know what right. I mean like you're like I miss the person who was you know ex how made me feel that way right, or like how right. who the person was when. I was, we were happy together. And or yeah. what about like the codependency that even builds too on the yeah. flip side of that? So that you can develop resentment, but then I've also seen where people develop these codependent toxic relationships yep. in that sense too, where it's like you're the one that's spiraling and then right. someone else has that codependent where they feel like they have to fix them. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes right. a super unhealthy dynamic. And as you well. take that dynamic into other parts of your life and then you wonder why it's hard for you to set boundaries at work. You know, because everything is interconnected, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could do two things, in my opinion. You could do two things. You could do something this Friday, and you could do the same thing next week, Friday. But if your rationale for doing it is different, then, for example, let's say you're uh, posting a picture on, you know, Instagram of, like, something that you got. You could be genuinely happy this Friday. Next week, Friday, you could be doing it attention because maybe you're hurt you know like yeah the, like, the reason why your... you do what you're doing like the intent is mm -hmm. really important Brene Brown talks you about know? that a lot she just I just listened to a podcast and she never posts about something until she's so comfortable in it that right. she doesn't need affirmation from someone yeah. to say mm -hmm. like she doesn't need positive affirmation like she's yeah. settled with she's it she's not chasing I, the like very the light yes yeah. So for me, and I, I think that's actually a really good conscious thing to, for, you know, for me when right. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to show my worst self to people and I don't give a fuck what you have to say about right. it. Like, okay, cool. I failed and clicks. Okay, right. cool. I don't need your affirmation of how good or bad it mm. was. Like, here's my, my skeletons. I don't right. care. I don't need the positive, like whatever. And, you know, and, I think that I'm happy you're saying that because that's a theme of my like in the second book, the book that I'm writing now, because nobody should be judging anybody on anything. Like Amen. I'm at the point where none of their business, right? But like at this point, like I judge nobody for what they do. Like if that's your thing, that's your thing, because you don't know what that person had to go through to get to that point. Like you don't know why they do what they do. So I have I don't judge anybody for anything. I think people should do exactly what they want to do. I think everybody should have rights to do what they want to do. It's not my business. You know, I, I, I want you to have what you want, you know, support people where they are, because if maybe if you heard their story, maybe you think the way they did. I think that's a really interesting you know? thing you bring up because like supporting people where they are, that's, yeah. that's a big thing I have had to come to terms with in my family too, is like, I, I may not agree with whatever, right, like, right. you know, what's going on, but if that is what you're choosing, I need to be okay with that. Exactly. And it's hard. It's really hard yeah. to do as like a family member, as a friend to like let something go. Like it's tough, but it's you got to meet people where they are. Right. And I don't know why the people that we like, when you like somebody, I feel like we want to, 
we want them to agree with what we believe. Yeah. Like once you admire somebody and then you feel, you, you realize that they think differently, you're disappointed. And I'm like, why does that matter? Like if you like them, like separate the two. And even if you think it's such a big deal, like you try, you wanting them, like your image of them in your head doesn't match reality. And now you're suffering for it. They're living their life, but you're suffering because they're not who you thought they were. Like literally, if we just mind our own business, we just did the best that we could because everybody has a reason as to, you know, and sometimes people have poor coping mechanisms, but that's the only thing keeping them alive. I don't know. Like, it's tough. It's really tough, you know? So let's say you have, you're talking directly to someone whose family member is like struggling or they're struggling. Do you have a suggestion to them of like how to or do do the best that you can? Don't judge yourself. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge yourself. And, and I get that. And so when I go on TikTok live, I get that question. This is like maybe the 80th time I've, you know, uh, answered it. So I'm a pro at answering it. What I say is if, you know, if she's your sister, right. And she is walling now or whatever. I don't know. You it know, sounds about accurate. Something's right. happening. Sister, but <laughs> it is sister wife. So whatever she's doing, you don't like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And, I'm mad at you. And you want her to do better. You yeah. want her to be better at work, whatever the case may be. She might not be even close to the point where she would change. But in your head, you're like, you got to change, you got to change, you got to change. But she's nowhere close to it. So you wanting her to change is not going to do anything. So literally, the best thing you can do is say, hey, I'm here for you. And create that safe space so that when they do come back, because most times they do, when they do come back, you don't hit them with, I told you so. But <laughs> you, 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 you just yeah. get them the space to fly right on in and you just... Hey, it is what it is, but you can't want something more for somebody else than they want it. Absolutely. You're going to get so frustrated. That's so hard. It is hard, but at at this point, like I have to do for myself, like I'm becoming more selfish because we were never taught to be selfish growing up. So like I'm becoming more selfish, but it's coming from a place of love. Like if I don't have my needs met, like if I need this and I don't say that I need this and I stick to it, I'm going to have some type of resentment towards my job or wherever the case may be. For example, I couldn't work five days a week. I need at least four days. Like five days a week is cutting into my happiness. Like I'm waking up at work and going to work and I feel like I'm just going there to collect a paycheck. Yeah, we were talking about that off camera. Like right. How I agree with we that all so much that. though. I think yeah. I am like the most Can't selfish I've ever been in my life right now. Yeah, but you're also the happiest. And I am so happy and I we love both, it. Yeah. So there's a correlation between selfishness and, and happiness and selfishness is not even the right it's self-care yes and i think it, that's the it's word self-care, yeah yeah people think that selfish means that you're gonna do it at the expense yeah. of others and it doesn't have to be that you can be right. a good human to other people and still be selfish by giving right. yourself what you need put your, that's your what oxygen I finally... mask on exactly. and then help and your person it's boundaries and how do you feel about um marijuana being legalized i know i was talking to um you know my roommate and um he he, he told me that it's legal and I keep forgetting that it's, it's legal here. It's almost like you're playing a game on me just to set me up. <laughs> you're not being punked. You're not right. being punked. It's really legal. But one, anytime a patient comes in and let's say the diagnosis is cannabis use disorder and they've been hallucinating, I always ask them, you know, and they'll laugh at me, but I'll say, do you get your weed from the same person every time? And then they'll look at me like, you know, like, who are you with? You know, I'm like, and I ask that because a lot of times It'll be laced with something like here in California. Mm-hmm. To my understanding, you get it from the dispensary, right? Yeah, or you know like where. You're, yeah, yeah. So you'll get weed from different people, 
It can be laced with any kind of thing, and you don't know what type of substance you're taking in. Um, and certain people just marijuana based off of, you know, if they have, let's say there's a strong family history of schizophrenia, you know. That triggers it, right? Right. A yeah. lot of times marijuana like will trigger. Late adolescence. Psychosis. Yeah. Um, and the evidence is out there on that, you know. So once again, I know people who are functioning adults, educated like us, who they, they'll smoke. I know them. I know of a few. They'll smoke as much as they want um, and do other things on the side. and. They appear to, to outlive people who were, were, you know, vegans and had a heart attack at like 40. But, um, you know, two people could take, you know, taking marijuana, THC and respond differently to it. But um, I, I don't know because I've never worked in California, so I don't know how it is with the dispensary. But like I've seen so many patients come in and like they'll just buy weed from anywhere and like you, you have no idea what's in there. and Based off of what you smoke, you could effectively fry your brain. It's mixed, though, because not everyone still gets their stuff from the dispensary, even though it is legal. Yeah. And then working on pediatric transport, I pick up a lot of adolescents that overdose. And then they'll come in and be like, well, they just smoked weed. And I'm like giving them Narcan. And I'm like, no, I I believe that they just smoked weed, but there was not just marijuana in there because they are are on a Narcan drip right now. Yeah. You know, (laughs) mixing... uh, heroin and and we like people are very creative you know in terms of the way uh drugs are uh you know composed nowadays so i would think that the way the california system is you know maybe it's you know better um but some people just some people some people can't smoke weed and be okay that's what the evidence says i want to ask you another one um let's talk adderall and vivance is I feel like that's like the most undercover thing that medical field, like so many people take and don't talk about. Right. What is your experience with that? So I forgot who I was talking to, but I compared, uh, I was talking about Adderall. I said Adderall is the, I think it's the Michael Jordan of stimulants, you know, like it's the, the best one. Okay. Okay. You know, cause yeah. it tends to work better than uh, everything else. And you know, sometimes people use Vyvanse cause there's a less risk of it being abused, but if a patient can take Adderall and there's no history, because, you know, we'll look through like um, we have like a drug monitoring program to see if somebody's getting like meds from somewhere else. So if you choose to start them on, you know, Adderall or whatever the case may be, like you want to see, are they getting, uh, you know, a, a right. Ritalin from somebody else and then they're getting clopping here and then they get, you know, so you want to make sure that you're not like over prescribing. Um, but if a patient can take Adderall, I think it's a very effective medication. I don't think the issue is people will get it and you can sell it. You can make money off of it. I know people that take Adderall for funsies or for sports performance or for going to raves and stuff like that. And then I know people that take it truly because they need it. So like what would be the actual indications of prescribing it for someone because they actually need it? And not for fun. ADHD or, or treatment resistant depression. Okay. Oh, I haven't you know? heard of that. Oh, for... I, neither have I. Yeah. Interesting. You know, um, but it's so abused, you know. It's so abused. Uh, and people can, a lot of college students don't have to even go to get prescribed. They can get it from somebody. Mm-hmm. And the issue with Adderall is that because it's so easily abused, it gets a bad name. But it's, I, I believe it's the most effective out of all of them. But the withdrawal from it is also probably the worst. You know, 
coming right. down from yeah. it and then the crash. Yeah. People, Meaning if you're not taking it, right. and then right. you, are, you can't get up. And become tired. very apathetic. You have no energy because you're used gain. to being at the high. Oh, yeah. You stop taking You see a lot of weight gain. Um, and some people abuse it to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Girls, it, that's it, like a it, thing it, for it'll sure. It'll your appetite. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> it's so easily abused, but when it's, it's so used correctly. It's so hard when you have like things that are really yeah. there to like do good and help, help people. And then you have the flip side of it where it gets abused because it, it, it's it's very effective. And with psychiatry, most of the meds are not that effective if you think about it. Like the stimulants, that class is the most effective as a whole, in my opinion. But lithium is very effective for bipolar. Clausural is very effective for schizophrenia, but then it has all the side effects. You have to draw labs every week. Uh, they have to take it. If they don't take it, it doesn't work, right? Um, but when it comes to Efficacy, like the stimulants, treating ADHD is very, very effective, like across the board. Like it does what it has to do, you know, whereas like with antidepressants, like about a third of people who take them, like the depressive symptoms remit, you know, so that's why people look into ECT and TMS, you know, the transcranial magnetic stimulation to help out with depression because the antidepressants don't work as well as, you know, like if you're you're taking... Like Synthroid, we know Synthroid works, you know, for... Yeah, for that. Right. So yeah. a lot of these psych drugs don't really... And then it takes you like a month and a half to get the full effect from it. So people get impatient and... Um, right. Yeah, so... Sticking with any kind of med like that, I feel like it's really difficult. Right. Figuring out what your balance is. I know that was a big thing for our family. It was It was like a year-long process for my brother to figure out what meds worked. And what dose. Yes. What dose of what meds and what combo. And people don't realize that, how long it takes. Right. It's It's like a puzzle. You're putting together a puzzle. And that's why I've always liked inpatient versus outpatient. I mean, I'm I'm here in California now. Like, this is where I am. So I'll be flexible. But inpatient, you can figure it out. Like, normally I get to figure that out because, like, you'll wash the patient. They're there every single day, you know. And if you're... Like lithium, you have to draw the the levels because of the narrow therapeutic index. Mm-hmm. So you can draw that in the hospital. You know, if it's too low, too high, you can adjust it. If they're having tremors, you can see it. You know, but like if you send them home, like, you know. Wait, okay. I want to go back to the beginning of this because right. like, how did social media start for you? Oh, so. Did you start on TikTok or Instagram first? Yeah. So I started on Instagram. Okay. Believe it or not, I've been on Instagram since. I mean, 2010, but I started promoting social uh, mental health awareness on Instagram around January, 20, the beginning of 2017. And we had the clothing company that me and my friend started, and that gave us some traction. We called it a Brontean Senor, which means gentleman and lady in the Ghanaian and Italian languages. So we wanted to like mesh two cultures because the other co-founder, he, I mean, he's Ghanaian as well, but he grew up in Italy. So we wanted to make it fancy. But uh, that was the beginning of using social media for you know, for good, not just end- endlessly scrolling. So you, you've written a book. Right. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I want to deep dive into your, how did this all start? I was finishing, you know, my uh, degree and I had a feeling that I wasn't going to be in Augusta for too long. Um, and, you know, ironically, after graduating, I got the call to go to Virginia and, and do that job. But um, I wanted to tell my story. And the thing I like about the book is I tell my story while talking about the importance of mental health awareness. So, like, I'm telling two stories at once. Like, I'm starting from, you know, growing up in, you know, Nashville and then Norway. I'm talking about that, and I'm talking about mental health awareness every step of the way. Um, And that's what I like about the book the most. Because 
I, I'm trying to tell two stories, but then I want you to be interested in my story. But as you're reading it, you're learning about the importance of you no, know, not being worried about people's opinions. That's a big theme in the book. You know, like what somebody thinks of you is none of your business, you know, and you have to have that mindset, especially in social media, because everybody has an opinion, you know, about you. But like, it gets to the point where like, I just block, I don't care. Like my peace of mind is important. You know, so I love a good block moment. Yeah, on a block spree block, earlier today. Yeah. You know, or restrict. Don't care. Mm. Um, I still respect the person, but I can't have that you know uh, energy within my space. And what's the name of the book? The book is called "You Already Won: uh, A Journey Through Education, Nursing, and Mental Health Awareness." Yeah, it's on Amazon, and it's it's doing you know pretty. Good we're gonna right link now. it in the we're gonna link it in the show notes. We'll get that linked. Yeah. So uh, that's that's my masterpiece, but um. What has social media done for you? Like, oh, for me? Yeah. Oh, it's changed my life. It's changed my life completely. You know, like, like I said, we come from a conservative family. Like, we struggled hard to. I remember the first time, like, we got a house in 2004. Like, you know, I'm used to, like, living in the projects and apartments. So you can't even be loud. Like, you know, I'd be playing with my brothers and, like, you'd hit the wall and, you know, the next one neighbor will come over and be like, hey, you know, you know, uh, you know, lower your voice. So, like, to have a house, when we got a house in Georgia for the first time, like, that was big for me. You know, like, I started to believe that, okay, like, you have to believe that you can have nice things before you can get it. Um, and social media has helped me believe in myself more. You know, like, anything you can, you want to do, you can do it. Okay, so as far as social media, I've read how studies have come out and everything now where they're saying that it has negative mental health effects. Because you kind of already touched on the jealousy, keeping right. up with this or people. Because, okay, you only show, most people only show the highlight reel right. on their yeah. Instagram or Facebook. So this is my vacation. This is what my husband bought me for Christmas. This is my kid's beautiful Pinterest-worthy birthday. This right. is how my perfect picture, perfect wedding. They're not showing you the bad. They're just right. showing you the highlight reel of the good things that have happened exactly. to them. And then that's but starting wait, to make okay, other people feel. On the feel, flip side, do people really want to see the negative? Like, how often do you want no, to see No, because then it's like, oh, they're attention-seeking. If they're Good posting point. a picture of themselves in a bad place, now it's attention-seeking. Right. So it's like, right. again, and you kind of, you don't want to see, it's an awkward thing. But then there's other studies coming out that it's saying that we're the highest group of depression and anxiety well, okay, ever because of social media. Okay, can you imagine the 13-year-olds out there right now? Like, yeah, we didn't have it, it's, social it's media. Oh, my God. I could not imagine We didn't grow up with that. Right. So now it's like, I think that's a whole different level, but. So, I mean, I'll always, you know, promote social media. But the thing is, if you're not intentional about what you want from social media, the likelihood that you'll have negative effects from it is very high. If you're just scrolling. Intention. If, like, if you're just scrolling, like, you could find I don't yourself, look as good as this person. I don't have what this person has. Exactly. And I'm then, single. I'm this. And then you're going to be idle. Like, nothing good comes from just being there. You have to be in motion. You know, so like you have to be careful with what you consume, especially like if you're in a bad place too, you might want to just chill out for a little bit because you're going to see like somebody doing what you want to do and then you're going to compare yourself. And that's the worst. Like when you tend to compare yourself with people and somebody messaged me today on um, a DM, I actually did reply to this because I wanted to reply to her. She was like, you're putting these songs on TikTok. Are you always this positive? So I said, no, nah, I will reply to this one. I said, I'm not always positive, but when I'm having a hard day, I don't judge myself. I don't get too low because I know that, okay, today is just sucked. I'll, just, I'll, I'll sleep at 8.30 instead mm -hmm. of like midnight. 
and I'll start over tomorrow, I hit the gym and my day will be better the next day. But like every day is not good, you know? There's probably even more bad days than good. Like when you have to balance all these responsibilities. But like when I'm not in a good place, I don't want to put the energy on people. But it's a balance because you have to know when to ask for help and just reach out and talk to a friend, you know? But energy transfer is, is, is real. So you don't want to put out bad vibes. I uh, I feel like that's something that I really tuned into is mm-hmm. like energy with it. I, I don't think I really, not until this year, up until like, 2020 I think that was like I was just like you know balls to the walls like everything I was trying to do everything every DM you know just taking everything I could and then it's interesting because this year I just started noticing like a very different kind of energy where I was like it was like soul sucking like I started noticing like like it just starts becoming this thing where you're just yeah. like I I'm numb or like you know it's a very weird thing especially as because I'm a, I really content creation it's like that's the thing right yeah. and Tastes in order to come up with these things and you know not only that we're we're medical so there's science but then there's also this creative side and it's like you can only give out so much right so it is a balance it's a huge thing and I think we're learning we're all learning right. it like we don't no, but I know I like what you're touching on is like the boundaries and right. like what would be your tips for someone about just how to set boundaries, whether it's like personal life or work relationships, like just good qu- like great, without the most question. basic yeah. form of like how to set boundaries. Great question. So you can't set boundaries when you don't know how you feel about something. Oh, that is you find out on the fly like a lot of times like i'll sign up for something or i'll do something and then i'm like you know what i don't like that or i don't like the way that made me feel i'm not gonna do that again so you have to be vigilant and you have to catch it right then and there and then you have to just say i'm not gonna do that like i think that confuses people too because they're like well you were okay with, you did that before yes. or you were okay with that last time like you can't make a mistake or, 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 or yeah and you're like or, well yeah. i've right. learned and yeah. now i acknowledge that this mm-hmm. is my boundary just because right. i did in the past doesn't mean it's not a boundary but you now. have to be willing to walk away from the situation in order to enforce the boundary sometimes people who you know from social media they root for you harder than people in your real life I have Instagram best friends that I've never met in my life. It is crazy to me. Like, yeah, yeah, we, the amount of people that I've met through this whole community, it's, it is so hard. It's crazy to me how much of a connection you get. Like genuine, genuine. I talk to some of these people every single day. Every single person we've had on this podcast, I can honestly say, like, I, I talk to them regularly, which is crazy to me. Like, these are just quality, amazing people. And I'm like, how the. And that's the thing about social media. You would never. Meet that person. If, yeah. Nope. You know, if you were in LA and I was in Virginia, or like you would never get to connect with Your these paths people. Your would never even cross. Right. They'd be awesome where, where they're at, but you'd be stuck with, you know, where where you're where you're at. You yeah. know. So I like the fact that we like if you know what you're doing on social media, it's gonna be more of a beneficial thing. Yeah. Just have to know how to work. It, it. is crazy. Well, you're how... able to find your circle. Oh yeah. Cool. Like yeah. I feel like we we did. We are finding, and I we I don't know. You attract you know, you put out right. what you attract or people are attracted to that. And I just feel like, you know, we've talked about this a lot of times, like our selfie squad here, like literally the most amazing people we have. Like, I feel very lucky. Our Every single person here listening amazing. right now, I'm like a freaking, we fucking love you. <laughs> like, oh, we it, have such it, a great, yeah, like a consistent, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, our people, like we love, uh, God. And so I don't I'm know, excited. it's just, yeah, it's a really cool group and I don't know. I feel very lucky. Oh boy. We went on a deep dive and I feel like we have so much more to talk about, but I'm like, oh my God, today was so good. Right. This is a, you know, great 
podcast. Wait, okay, wait. Can you give yourself a shout out on every platform? Where are you at? Platforms. I want to hear them all. Okay, so uh, obviously the best place is to uh, find me on TikTok, which would be at Dr. Curtis Harfo. And then Instagram has no dot. Just regular at Dr. Curtis Harfo. Um, also on Twitter and Facebook as well. On YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash Curtis Harfo. Well, welcome to LA. Thank you very much. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Make sure you are following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all of our episodes on www.selfiepodcast.com. Make sure you check out our merch, you guys. Love a day off. Love a day off. Off the clock. Yes, please. I want to be off the clock as much as possible. So I I wear that merch all the time. It's funny how... When I wear that hat too, so many people are like, oh my gosh, where'd you get that? I'm like, you know, well, funny you should ask. Literally live it's in mine. It. <laughs> um, we're also, we've teamed up with Brave Gowns and we now officially have a vaccinated AF mask. I love that so much. I love that for us. So get excited. We're actually thinking about maybe doing a giveaway with one. I don't know. We have some giveaways, some ideas coming up for you guys. So um, make sure you guys head over to rate and review the show. When you do, please leave your Insta handle in the review and we will be sending over some super cute swag bags for you full of all things selfie, selfie merch, selfie funsies, some stickers, our pen, possibly a new mask. And thank you for the reviews. We are just loving seeing them coming in. You guys. Keep them coming and make sure you download and subscribe too. Cause the more we're popping off, the better we can bring stuff to you guys. And we have big, big plans for 2021. So we could not be here or do it without your support. We love you so much for all of that. Thank you so much. You guys, we really, we really do appreciate it. Um, Also you can head over to Instagram. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. All right. And we will see you guys next week.